This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. It is the last day of July, and the coming weeks uh, school will be back in session. Man. That's coming, I and know I know the, I've uh, got a lot of friends that are taking their kids off to college. That's right. It's, I was I was just going to comment. We're we're going in. Uh, I don't know, a couple weeks or something. Oh, so you're doing this right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, for some, that'll mean an empty nest like Jeff, and the opportunity to make some room transformations. Have you guys decided what you're going to do with the room yet? I th- we may but, move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give them We're the forwarding address, them, right? right yeah. <laughs> Join the conversation this morning. Well, you can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right. Um, what did you do this week, Jeff? Did you do anything important? Of course. Absolutely. Okay. Well, did you do anything <laughs> sort of important that wasn't that big a deal but could help our folks here? Oh, I, I, I don't know. It's, I'm sure I did On something. On the spot. <laughs> Look at that. I know it. I mean, there was yeah, no... Yeah, you've been gone a couple of weeks. So well, you, there was no lead up to this or anything. Right. It was just, hey, what'd you do? Hey, what'd you do? I'm going to I'm gonna have to look at my timesheet from okay. a couple of days ago. <laughs> well, I got a call from a neighbor. A neighbor came by the house, and she had just moved into a home a couple of houses down, and heard that I help people out sometimes around the neighborhood. Nice. So uh, she wanted two new uh, deadbolt locks on her door. She had two doors that had no deadbolts on them. They they didn't have anything at all. So she went to the store and bought the kit. Okay. Okay. The kit is the thing. You have, there's a kit that you use to install a, uh, a deadbolt into a door that doesn't even have a hole. Okay. You can buy this kit, and it gives you everything, including the hole cutters and, and, and a, a template so that you can put it in the right place, everything else. It makes mm-hmm. it really easy to put it in a deadbolt. But she was just really, she wasn't comfortable with the power tools. It, it, can, be, it can be intimidating. Right. So uh, she asked me to come over and look at it. So I went over, and we, uh, let's see, I had to put new holes in both of the doors. Right. Um, for both the deadbolt where the deadbolt goes in and actually the side piece, you know, that comes out and actually locks the mechanism. Mm-hmm. So uh, we put two of those in. And, folks, it's not uh, it's not difficult work. It is something that you need to know. follow the steps, um, you know, well, at what time. It, it's precise. It is precise. Yeah. And just a little side note uh-huh. about a deadbolt. The higher you put the deadbolt, uh-huh. The more secure it is. Really? That's right. Is um, there a standard uh, height up that well, folks not, like to use? Not, not really. Peachtree did a um, did a study, and and if you if you ever notice a peachtree door, mm-hmm. the deadbolt will be in a very awkward spot. Really? It, it, most most doors, when you walk up to it, the deadbolt is right above the the lock. Correct. And that's where it looks the best. Uh huh. Peachtree puts theirs about. 12 inches higher than that. Really? Just for security, most people cannot get their leg up that high to kick it in. That's oh. that's the purpose behind it. And and obviously a deadbolt is 
is uh, designed for security right above your regular regular lock set so if you ever see one that's mounted a little higher than normal uh-huh. and you're wondering man why'd they do that that's, that's to break your leg when you try to true jump in. and and yeah. that particular door manufacturer that's just where they put their their deadbolt that's amazing I couldn't figure out if there was a particular way I was supposed to do it so I measured yeah. the other sure. door and it measured six inches from the center of the deadbolt to the yep. center of the uh Lock of the lock set, the regular right. lock set. That's right, and that's where I put the new holes. Yeah, so. and you know, take it up another six inches, and and it, it it it's amazing how much how much more secure that is. Unbelievable. Okay, so. something we learned today. Hey, let's go to uh, Brian in Meadville. He's got a question about. Uh, hang on, what were you talking about, Brian? Hey, hello. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Hey, um, I was listening to your show the other day, David Tate, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody was talking about putting up. Uh, a spray foam insulation up underneath fiberglass and plastic tubs or showers uh-huh. to support them. Yes, sir. Man, I was all upset. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. Tell, tell yeah, us uh, better than that, Brian. Tell us better. <laughs> uh, concrete, man, or mortar, one or the other. Um, oh, y- what you don't want is you don't want that plastic or that or that fiberglass to move. I call it pumping. You know, uh-huh. you step on it when it moves up and down because then you're no cock shower drain is going to move on your on your uh, uh, on your p-trap standpipe which doesn't move so now you got a, a, a moving thing move but you but you got the, the, the shower uh floor that moves you got a leak okay you know if it moves so also rats and mice like to burrow up in there in wintertime and make a little home a little mailbox out in front sounds like you've done this before brian uh, well, 30 years. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> this is why we need folks like you calling in on the show. But I, yeah, um, and, and then um, a comment was made about uh, using steel wool for uh, uh, rat penetration. Yes, sir. That works. That, that's real good. But you can go down to Dollar and over in the uh, 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 in the kitchen department over uh-huh. there, they, you, you can get these little Brillo pads. The Brillo pads. Copper. Right. Those oh wait! Great the the Brillo pads are copper. Yeah, they're they're copper scrub pads. Oh okay. They don't they don't have soap on them nothing like that. They're they're one hundred percent copper scrubby pads, and they sell them for a dollar for three of them or something like that over in that Dollar General. And that's better than the steel wool, you feel? Well, I do because it, it doesn't rust. Oh, you stuff it up in a hole like that, and you don't have to worry about it rusting out on you. That's interesting. Good yeah. idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. That's a great way to start off the show this morning. All right. Uh, have a good day. We appreciate that, Brian. Anytime a pro call in and can uh, debunk something that we've said, we would love to hear it. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Jeff, uh, uh, Java and I was talk- were talking about this morning. Now, you have been... Um, in a position in the industry for a while now, and as a business owner, uh, this is a uh, an article that came out in BigRents.com, and they listed 14 must-have skills to land a job in construction. We figured that you've probably hired a lot of folks in this. Uh, we, you know, in the past. Uh Twenty plus years, we've we've been in several interviews. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So the the uh, fourteen must have skills to land a job in construction. Number one, physical strength and endurance. Number two, dexterity and uh, hand eye coordination. Number three, building and engineering knowledge. Number four, strong reading and math skills. Number five, memory. 
Gosh, I can attest to that one. I, <laughs> well, you know, you know, we do have smartphones now. That's true. Okay, you can supplement memory for a smartphone. Well, maybe communication, uh, experience with technology, because that's real now, folks. You know, uh, nobody's going to grab. You know, there's going to be a lot of laser lines out there. To be able to communicate <laughs> uh-huh. is is huge. That's it, true. It really is. All right, willingness to learn. That's real because yes. these things are things and codes are changing constantly. That's right. So, uh, problem solving and decision making skills. Yep. We're going to go with it this way. Project organization. We were just talking about this with where do you start with this particular project? Uh, being able to put it in the right orders. Important teamwork. Can you work with your, uh, your, your workers, customer service? You can't be a jerk. True. Uh, leadership and, uh, knowledge of building codes helps. So there you go. Those are the 14 things that people list as being really important when hiring for a, a construction job. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, there are different levels of things, you know, to do. To do. There are some guys that start just cleanup, and they're just mainly right. layer, uh, labor. You know, the, 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 if I had to rank any of those from a 1 to 10, which one is more important? Right. I would, I would go with... Communication. Communication. I would, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, and it, it took people in my company uh, several, let's call it a long time, to understand, hey, did you call your customer last night, mm-hmm. yesterday? Did you let your customer know what what's going on on their job? Right. Bad, good or bad, call them. Uh-huh. And I put it in perspective for you know our team members and I said look have you ever been in the doctor's office and I'm I'll I'm not don't want to make anybody mad here but you're sitting in the doctor's office your appointment's at 1:30 uh-huh you're looking at your watch it's a quarter till 2 then you're looking it's a quarter after 2 now it's almost 2:30 what what is going through your mind is his doctor taking a break? I mean, what's he doing, man? I, I, anger typically yeah, is the, is the emotion. Why won't someone tell me? I know you're here. Uh-huh. Um, doctor's running. Like, tell me something. And then I feel so good because they didn't forget about me. Right. And they probably did not. And the construction world is the same way. Right. Uh, you know, I've got you scheduled. I apologize for not calling you. Mm-hmm. Or <clears throat> I got you scheduled. Um, so-and-so is going to be there at nine tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I feel so good. Right. Okay. Uh, Just a little knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep on moving. Uh, we're going to take a break. There we go. Uh, it's time for us to take our very first break for the hour. What home improvement questions do you have us, uh, for us today? You can give us a call and help us out. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org.
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here at Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, let's just uh, keep on going to the phones, folks. And Kathleen's on the line. Oh, psycho. What's going on, Kathleen? Well, you know how I like to call in and give tips. I have heard that. I I'm asking for help. I okay. need information and the four one one on a French drain. A French drain. What would you like yeah. to know about a French drain? Uh, how deep do they have to go? Do they have a specific kind of cloth? Uh, you know, just general yeah. info. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know anything about them <laughs> except for the name. What What are you trying to do, Kathleen? I got to put a French drain in around the outside of my house to drain the water from heavy rains because it's washing the sand from under the concrete foundation. And the guy says I have to have that in to keep the water away to let it dry at least somewhat, and then he can come back in and pump uh, the sand under the foundation, sand, concrete, whatever they pump. Okay, because remember our rule of thumb. Ten feet away from your house, you want six inches of fall. Uh-huh. Um, the best drain around your property is natural. If you can get six inches of fall ten foot out from your house, um, uh, we only we only want to start putting in underground drain systems when, when we have no other alternative to get the water away. You follow me? Well, this is... This is coming. I'm trying to catch the water off the roof line. Um, well, to, use a gutter. Then, use a gutter for that. Yeah. The gutter is the best way to do that. And once you've got it in the gutter, you can put that water anywhere you want. Yeah. That's right. You know, okay. it, it doesn't even necessarily need a French drain if, you've got a, if, if you're trying to catch the water coming off the roof. Yeah, and, and there's some calculations that you want to do before you start putting drain pipes in the ground. One is how much water are we moving? What is our elevation change from where we're putting our drain tile to where where the water is is going to daylight? What what's what is that elevation change? That's going to dictate how deep you have to be, because it dictates how large this uh, pipe is going under the ground. So, or which one you're going to use? That's right. Okay, I'm smart enough to know that I don't know anything still, and I've got to get help. <laughs> Sometimes you got to call somebody. When I know, I know, and I don't, I don't. Right. Well, right. Uh, again, uh, I want to move the water from around my house without a drain system under the ground if I can. Okay. Okay. All righty. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kathleen. We'll start, we'll start from there. All right. Let's uh, move along to Bill in Jackson. He's wanting to replace a uh, a bathroom. What what are you trying to fix in there, Bill? I'm I'm trying to replace a bathroom exhaust vent. Oh, okay, exhaust vent. Okay, so uh, is is this one broken? No. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's original to the house that was built in '75. Yeah. It's incredibly noisy. Of course, yeah. it is. It's Nuclear loud. Powered. Sure. And, um, and, I have I have looked for a replacement motor and fan unit 
that will fit the existing housing that I can't find. Yeah, that 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 may be a tall order, uh, Bill. This is this is what I would do. Investigate a Panasonic Whisper Quiet. Right. And, and I have I have looked at that. I have uh, attempted to take out the existing unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a first floor bathroom. Okay. No no attic access or crawl space access over it. Okay. Uh, it's attached to a vent, uh, a metal vent that runs to the soffit. Okay. Uh, Which is fine. Parallel, yeah. parallel to the rafters. Yep. But I can't get the existing one out without apparently doing a whole lot of damage to the sheetrock ceiling. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's going to come out, get... Bill. Go go, go buy the Panasonic. Um, how, how big is the bathroom? How many square feet? Uh, I mean, it's... it's what a standard size small a tub a, a standard tub is five foot long so yeah, five foot five foot long and maybe six seven foot deep okay small. fine yeah it's very I mean, small I mean, it's a it's a it's a the lavatories are in a different room on the sure outside. okay i understand and i've got a picture of it um you need a you need a panasonic whisper quiet 150 you you will be amazed how easy this project is. Well, that was specific. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, Bill, it's very easy. All right, but the the issue is I can't get to the uh, the ears on the existing housing. Just to, all it is it all it is is sheetrock. It's very easy to patch. Just cut it out. I, I know, I know, it's intimidating, but but you're gonna feel good about yourself when when you're done. Yeah, uh, they even make uh, Bill. They even make a specific uh, saw called a sheetrock saw. Yeah, and it's and a little yeah, hand I, saw. I, I have one of those. Oh, okay. Just, well, they, yeah, build up the nerve and cut it out. I'm telling you right now, chances are the new one, the trim ring on the new one is going to is going to cover your 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 cut. Right. They, you All don't right, trust us, do you? No, no, he doesn't. He's not. He's not buying into this. He's not convinced, this. Uh, Bill. No. Really, uh, there's almost no way to to match the fan that's currently in there. Nah, as far nah, as built, no, no, built no, in no, the I, '70s, I, you're not going to find that thing. Yeah, I realize the housing's going to have to come out. In my initial attempt, I was going to find a housing of similar size and just take the existing unit out, put the new one in. Yeah, but I can't get the existing unit out without significant damage. But Primarily because the the vent pipe on the top of the existing housing is pretty much holding it down. Gotcha. Bill, cut, cut it cut out. It. You're you're in Jackson. Call I'm with me, Jeff. Call me. I'll I'll I'm come with, over and coach you through it. I, I, Just I'm do with it. Jeff. Cut do it, it, it out. <laughs> draw draw a circle around it and start cutting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, Bill. I appreciate it. I hope it works out. You know, give us a call if you if you get your whisper put in. Uh, that seems like it'll be pretty nice, and hopefully it'll get done what it is you're trying to get done with that. Maybe just exhaust it without waking up the entire family. All right, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. What have, Jeff, do you see a lot of problems with uh, garbage disposals? uh, Do you hear that a lot from folks? I I don't like them. You don't like them? No. No, mm-hmm. 
I think the last thing we need to be putting in our plumbing system is um, is food items. I mean, what's what's wrong with the garbage can? Right. Okay. I, I don't get it. I, I don't know where we finally made the decision to grind let's, up let's, everything. Let's put a grinder in our sink and start shoving everything down there we can. Huh. I don't get it. Um, I, I I don't like them. Okay. So. All right. Well, that pretty much sells. And, and you know what? It can it can save a lot on plumbing if you do that. I know that in a long in the long run it will. I mean, we we put them in every new house we build, and um, it's just the general public likes them. Now I know uh, Houseworks does uh, work with uh, including. Uh, fire and water and tree falling on the roof and all this different stuff. What would you say is the most likely call you'll get? Mm. So like like uh, if on a on a on a, a redo, you know what I'm saying? Like a, an accident, something bad yeah. happened. Which one do you get more, a fire or water? Oh, d- d- water. Water? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, water is probably the biggest fear for insurance companies. Really? Yeah, yeah. More than fire. Yeah, fires are, um, even though when they happen, they're most of the time very devastating. But but with the building codes we have today, the mm-hmm. building practices we have, everything's getting safe, safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and fires are not as... Um, Prevalent as they used to be back when we were smoking you know, in bed, well, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the human element is still there, right? But but you know we've we've made upgrades in our appliances, our wiring, our lighting. You know we got LED now. Things aren't getting as hot as they used to, right? Um, but but yeah, water is um, water can cause a, a tremendous amount of damage. Okay, quickly. Well, so, now we know which one is and, the the worst threat. And think about how much water we have in our house. Oh. The sinks, the commodes, the tubs, the the washing machine. You're right. The the water feed to your um to your ice maker on on your refrigerator, a small little quarter inch line. Right. You leave this morning, eight o'clock, going to work. It runs all day. The, the, a lot of water can go through a quarter inch line. Yes, it can. In, I've in seen a day. it in so, my home to yes. the tune of fifty grand. All right, let's go to uh, Pat and Hernando. What's going on, Pat? Good morning. Morning. So what, what's uh, going on with you? The reason why I'm calling is because my daughter bought a home um, towards the end of last year, mm-hmm. and she's recently discovered that there is bubbling. There's a um, there's a bubble, a large bubble, in one of the bedroom floors. And my question is: Is that something that can be repaired? Uh, second, can it be repaired easily? And uh, mm-hmm. also. Uh, do you think home insurance would would uh, cover the repair costs? Um, let's let's start on the bubble. What type of floor is this? Mm, she has um, carpeting. Okay, carpet. Good. Um, that that just cut down the cost. Sounds like maybe conventional foundation. Um, it is a two story home. Two story. Is this uh, is it uh, second story? Is this on the second story or first? Yes, it is. I'm sorry. I, I didn't okay, say second that story. Okay, second okay. Story. Uh, this there, is getting better by the minute. Yeah, there must be a bathroom nearby or something. There is. Okay. Yep. Sounds like a water leak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the floor is, is not the issue here. No. Uh, 
No. The floor is fairly easily repaired, especially if it's carpet. Sure. Because um, you can simply, well, I won't say simply, that's rude. You can cut out a piece of the flooring because it's just wood planking. Right. Right. It's, it's and you can ply, replace it. Some, some sort of plywood, probably. Right. So you can um, replace that and pull the carpet back down over if you want to do that. But the issue is it's going to come back if there's a leak. Is there a water stain under that bubble? Um, she hasn't looked. She hasn't looked. She just mentioned it to me. She's concerned about okay. it. And she nor I are handy with repairs. So we would have to acquire the services of a professional. Yeah. Now, okay, let's let's answer the second part of this question. Is this an insurance claim? Um, if it is, in fact, a water leak that has caused damage to your home, then um, very strong prob- probability that it's an insurance claim. Um, However, yeah. Now we need to think about what is our deductible, what is our claim record. Right. I'm not telling yeah. you to file a claim or not file a claim. Right. I mm-hmm. think what I would do at this point, you are in Hernando. Hernando. Um, you'll probably have to pull. She lives, pull. She lives in Cordova, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I grew up in Germantown, so I know exactly okay. where Cordova is. Okay. Um. I think I'm going to hire a handyman to come um, take a look at what's going on and give me a uh, give me a prognosis. Right, and I'll say, and Pat, the the floor is going to be uh, handyman worthy. Not much more than that. Yeah. The 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 leak, however, might need a plumber. You never know. That's right. That's right. So, but it is worth checking in. It won't get better. Really helps. I didn't realize that the. Bubbling. There's a large bubble or two uh, in the in one of the bedroom floors in the fourth bedroom. I didn't realize that that could be or probably is caused by a leak. So that is really important information. Yeah, yes, that's probably you know diagnosing over the radio. That's probably what it is. Right. Okay. So. All right. Thank you, Pat. I love your show. I listen to it all the time. Have a great day. Thank you, Pat. Thank we you. appreciate it. That's fantastic. All right, folks. Uh, we're going to take another break. And uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. and if you want to give us a call, it's eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can of course send one of those emails. Fix it one hundred and one at mpbonline.org. You hear me say old, or do you hear me sound old and say send me one of those emails? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, eight seven seven MPB ring or fix it one hundred and one at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Simmons. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app on our MPB public media app. So uh, we have an email here. Before we get to Nancy real quick, we've got an email. And uh, I listened to the email says, I listened to a rebroadcast of your excellent show on Saturdays. I wonder which show they heard. Anyway, my question is the potential use of exterior siding, smart side, instead of drywall for the interior walls of a metal building. Okay, so there's a different type of siding that one would use for the walls of the inside of a metal building. We're building an animal shelter, 
And in the human area, not the kennel area, for the hallway, medical room, laundry room, I'm thinking of installing exterior siding instead of drywall. Dogs will be coming through this area regularly, not all house-trained. My rationale is the siding will be more durable as well as easier to clean and maintain over the long run. Also, I'm thinking it would be easier to sanitize when necessary. Also, I think it would be easier and less costly to install. Uh, what do you guys think? Are there any options to consider? Thanks, Jeff. Well, there are several types of drywall and, and wall boards that people will use uh, in those places. And especially on the commercial market, there are several that, that, that one can use. Now, whether you would use it in... Um, whether you would use it in, in indoors, I, I wouldn't use any product designed for outside on the inside. First of all, no, I don't know what because no, you know, they're manufactured th- differently. There's with, a there's a product called FRP board. Okay, um, it's it's very it's it's um, where hang on where might one acquire FRP board? Um, you know, it's very easy to get. You can get it at, at any of your big box stores. Oh, okay. Any of your your lumber yards can can order it for mm-hmm. you. It's um, it's a, a thin sheet of hard fiberglass. I guess is the best way to to describe it. It's These got are things a, that look like the tub sides. Kind of. It's mm-hmm. it's got a texture to it. Where you see them, you see them in um, eighteen wheeler. Uh, trailers that are refrigerated oh yeah, yeah it's called called frp board we've we've used it in commercial applications uh commercial kitchens you'll uh-huh. see it uh it's not extremely expensive it's very easy and to you can install. just get it at the at the hardware uh box yeah, stores yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah any of your big box stores are going to have it um and it's it's just a high quality fiberglass sheet it's uh-huh. very lightweight is it the same and, uh like eight by four size it is okay yes and, so, uh, and by the way that's the typical size of a piece of sheetrock is eight foot by four foot yeah or or, uh, or plywood so right and um yeah it's gonna run you you know somewhere between 20 and 30 bucks a sheet probably and if that's not in the budget i think at that point i'm doing um probably plywood and then do a um um, See, all those are more expensive than sheetrock, though. Uh, it is. I mean, sheetrock, you can get into a, a, a piece of 8 by 4 sheetrock is, you know, 10 bucks. But I think I think she's doing it, or he's doing it for... Um, uh, Durability. Uh, yeah, yeah, versus uh, cost factor here. And and, and um, the uh, plywood, if... if uh, not you know of course you don't want treated inside no but uh but if you've got plywood and you paint that that's about as durable as you can it, get that's pretty durable and probably save you a little money it, it may be pretty close i think frp is the way to go i really do okay all right let's uh thanks jeff for the question let's go to the phone nancy is on the line in madison has a new window unit ac but uh now it sounds like a jet airplane what's going on nancy nancy are you with us I am. So can what's you hear going on? me? Yes, ma'am, I can. What's going on with this uh, AC unit? Uh, you know, it's a brand-new air-conditioning unit. Had it installed in March. It's in the bonus room on the second floor, mm-hmm. um, and it's been working fine. We really haven't used it very much, but we went up yesterday and turned mm-hmm. it on, and it sounds like a jet plane now. The mm-hmm. whole thing is vibrating. Now, is this a standard window unit that you would buy at, you know, pretty it much is. anywhere? Okay. Um. And 
I'm not prying too much, but was this low end or high end? A low end. And and I might add that it really is the reason that we replaced the old one. Uh, It was about 10 years old, but it was behaving in the same manner. So now I'm thinking it wasn't the air conditioner. Maybe it's the brackets. It could be be the install. Maybe it's in a bind. Um, Yeah. Who who, uh, are are not asking particularly, was this a a handy person or a... a Well, the big box store that I ordered it from uh-huh. offered a service to have it installed. Right. Um, and that person didn't seem to know what he was doing, but um, and he went off with a, in an effort to clean up. He took all of the paperwork. I don't even have a, a manual. Ma'am, I've seen and something was, like this, and yeah. it, just very recently a friend came to me about this. Your first stop is that big box store. Sure, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, especially it was done in March. I would, I'm on the phone to the big box store saying, hey, guys, I've got an issue. Right, and and the unit didn't even last through the summer. So, yeah. so, it, so. it's either a defective install or unit, yeah. one or the other. Uh, but but it but all falls back on the store that you bought it from, including okay. the service. All right, perfect. So, right, and, uh, and, and I did hear from this person that had the same problem that the results of a phone call to that store were excellent yeah. that, that it was well, we, handled we we do installs for big box stores and um i don't think we did it nancy but right. but i would i would call them uh, they, I, they're i'm sure they're going to stand behind their product yeah they're not going to want that stain on them so no, no. that's what i that's exactly what i'll do yeah, yeah let it let it let us know the outcome all right Thank thanks so nancy much. Bye-bye. So we were talking earlier when we started the show about the whole empty nest thing. Oh, by the way, if you want to get a call in, it's 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So, yeah, we were talking about the empty nest thing and folks moving out, you know, kids moving out to go to college. And uh, so, Jeff, if you were to redo Junior's room... Now that they're leaving home, uh, what would you put in there? Now, I've seen what you think a garage should look like, so I want to know what the spare room's going to look like. Well, you know, I, I think that we would probably turn it into a um, grandkids' playroom. We, we have four grandkids now, so oh, cool. So we're, I think we, that's what we would do in, 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 in our house. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, a... Um, uh, maybe a guest, right? Bedroom. Either guest one um, would probably work it as far as my household goes. In my household, once we get our empty nester, come on, school graduation. But <laughs> once we get an empty nester, I would really like to change one of the rooms into a playroom for us. Yes. And what I mean okay. by that is keeping all of the craft stuff and yep. our little hobby stuff that we like to do yeah. and, you know, uh, tinker with and, and whatnot. And, and, you know, it's so nice having that particular room because in there, I don't think you, you're you under as much pressure to, man, I've got to get this put up because right, it's right, our right. guest room. You can or, close the door and exactly. forget it. That's, That's right. Fantastic. Um, so here's some other ideas. These came from Bavila.com, a master suite for guests. Obviously, that's a big one. Everybody's going to do a, a, a suite for guests, you know, if, if, when the when the munchkin moves out. Uh, grab a, a man cave. She shed. Sure. You know, I mean, one of those. Either way, you can Nothing have, wrong with those. No. 
Yeah. Uh, of course, the, the classic. This used to end up if you if you lived up north, everybody had a game room in the basement, right. along with the laundry room. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's a uh, that that might be a good one. Uh, another one that people do quite often is a home office. Yes, I try not to work as much at home as I can. Uh, cedar closet. You just line the that's walls a good idea. with cedar plank, and then you have a giant cedar closet. For all your clothes that uh, right. that you don't wear anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in the cedar closet. Oh, look, mine's on here. A hobby or art room. Yeah. I just think that's a fantastic idea. You do whatever you want, you know. Um, I think that would be a really cool thing to do. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. I would love to hear from someone saying, you know, we did this with our room, and it was awesome. Nothing weird. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your uh, home improvement question answered this morning, so call us with your question, comment. Just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And uh, if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. That thing is really cool. You ought to check it out. And you can hear all of the episodes right there. Uh, We got an email while we were on break. Let me give you the number first, though. It's 877-MPB-RING if you have something that you would like to ask. 877-672-7464, whatever handy project you've got going on. have an email here from Ron Eason. says, thank you so much for answering my question. Look at that, Jeff. We we got one. I love that. I know. We will take your advice and see what repair it can uh, we can do to get it done. Uh, we are so blessed to have a show on the air like yours. Wow. I'll send her a check later. Right. Thank you. Uh, and uh, the question, let's see, I've got one right here from Faye. And uh, that, well, that was Faye right here. The question that she asked, uh, thank you for your informative program. My husband and I bought a refurbished GE dryer approximately three years ago. Uh, it's always taken an excessive amount of time to dry a uh, load of laundry. But now when I put in a load uh, to dry, but automatic sensor seems to be out and the load just keeps tumbling and tumbling with heat long after it's uh, dry. My uh, I guess my question is, is it worth having someone come to repair it or should we go ahead and replace it? I would assume we said do not replace that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the price of dryers. <coughs> excuse me. Mm hmm. Um, I, I'm not, and it's and it's used as it was used when they bought it, right? I think I'm buying a new one. Well, they said, uh, "P.S. My husband always makes sure the lint filter is clean as well as the hose leading right. to the outside that's, of the house." That's important. Okay. Well, this is good. Well, thank you very much. Um, that that very cool, Ronnie. That was that was fantastic. Well, uh, one of the things that we were going to talk about. Uh, well, you know what? Let's talk to Joey real quick. Joey is in Tremont. What's going on, Joey? Well, I was going to tell you what I did with one of the empty bedrooms that my kids moved out on their own. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. I put what school work survive, report cards, such like the medals or dolls, what toys survive, uh-huh. baby clothes, and that we'll call that their reminiscent room. Oh, the reminiscing room. Okay, all right. So you just—I I like that. If you start missing the the munchkin, you just walk in the room and you know, 
kind of kind of get a whiff of the place. Yeah, and they like to go in there and see these yearbooks and, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, that's real nice, Joey. That's a really good idea. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. What is it that you guys are what, – what's your smallest project that you guys are working on right now, Jeff? Smallest project mm-hmm. – um, oh, it, well, I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. Um, a customer slash friend of mine called me yesterday and said someone hit my mailbox. Oh, yeah. So we, That's a real thing. Yeah. So we're going to uh, remove the old, and we're getting the new one built. So we will install the new one in a couple weeks. So uh, this time it will be built of brick, so you'll know the car that hit it. No, um, no, it's it's, it's okay. a copper thing. Oh, okay, it's, it's like a neighborhood thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh man, I used to love that in the neighborhoods when you know somebody's mailbox would get mowed over, and all of a sudden it comes back brick. And you're like, <laughs> yes. and you think, yes. you know, that guy did that and said, not the next time. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. All right, eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Some of the other things that we heard coming in. Uh, what's the problem? Or, or can you, I got an email, can you snake a tub drain the same way you snake a sink drain? And um, I, not being a plumber, I'm not going to take a shot at the, Well, okay, yeah, it, it, the, the concept sounds the same. I, I don't see why you can't. I right. mean, it's a P-trap just like the sink has a P-trap. Right. Um, now, you, you can't snake the toilet without removing the toilet, but... Um, I, you cannot snake the toilet without no, removing the no, toilet. No, no. Do we need to say that louder? Because uh, I know, uh, by the way, folks, I've tried that six times in my life. It doesn't work. It does not work. No, no. Simply remove it. Remove the toilet. Yes. Okay. And so, that'll fix it. Well, it'll get it to where you can snake it. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's not something I've ever known before. All right, eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Some of the other questions. Uh, if you have a leaky faucet, Jeff, yes. how do you fix this faucet? Le- I'll just stop there. A leaky faucet. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can always go buy a new one. That, that's right. that's option. That's one option. Okay. We won't call it one or two or ten. That's an option. Right. Now, um, would you say how yeah. difficult would uh, just putting a new one in would be? Uh, it's simple. Very simple. Um, this is what I've always said when I'm when I'm buying plumbing fixtures. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to get the the I'm I'm probably buying a Delta. I'm buying a Delta or a Kohler because parts the, are readily those av- brands. available. Parts huh. are readily available. And, and you know, the housing is going to always stay looking nice and new. And, right. And then if, if we have to replace the seats inside our faucet, if I'm doing a Delta, man, they're so easy. Take really? the old one out, put the new one in. Now, How would that be different faucet, from another one? Well, it's just more plentiful some, parts. Yes, yeah, some parts are a little harder to find than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been to the Kohler plant in Kohler, Wisconsin. And I've gone through the, this is how we build them. So I know for a fact that it's a very high quality faucet. Okay. So, and Delta is the same way. I like, I like both of those products. 
All right. I got a uh, email in oh, just a few moments ago from Barbara. She uh, uh, can't put this online. Maybe we'll put it online a little bit later. She sent a picture with about six door jams in this one door. Um, she said, uh, hi, fix it, fellows. Love your show. Wanted to put another lock on my front door or a lock on my glass exterior door, but saw the mess on the wood frame and wanted to repair it. Can I simply remove a few pieces of wood and repaint it, redrill? Um, um, I, I would say in door jams, it's kind of interesting. Remember, remember this. When you're working with a door jam, that door jam is the difference between someone in and out of your house. Right. Uh, and how if 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 lots of holes have been dug into this thing, it loses integrity, it loses security. Sure. Um, so I I I would really replace wood. I mean, you could do that. They make a metal plate that you can put over that. That you could put over that. The picture I'm looking at right here. That what um, it is is that there's a couple of different places where there might have been a deadbolt before. Right. Uh, where they dug a hole into the wood. And um, and there's probably a little bit of movement, so they've kind of wallered that hole out a little mm-hmm. more each time. And it's a little but, too large. Yeah, but you 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 can get a um, you can get a metal plate to go over that. Okay, well that that would be quick and easy. All right, uh, let's take another call here. Robert's on the line in Vicksburg. He's got a gutter question. What's going on, Robert? Uh, how you doing this morning? Good. How are you, sir? I'm all right. Uh, I've got gutters on my house, and I've been kind of get kind of concerned about what the fascia board behind those gutters might be looking like. And I've been tempted to pull them down just to look, but I'm wondering, you know, what if, is this a, a problem that you see or what? Yeah, Yes, it can be. If uh, you can typically tell if your fascia board has got some wear to it, uh, stand right under the gutter, uh, it's... You're, you can see where it looks a little different, and then your soffit, which is yeah. the wood that is horizontal yeah. under your fascia board. If you're, if it's leaking and rot is, has reared its head on the fascia, it's going to eventually show up on the, on the uh, soffit Soft. itself. Now, if you pull your gutter down and you see that you have some rotten wood, what, what I'm going back with is... Is a composite material of some oh, sort. Yeah. Hardy oh, yeah. makes one. Mm-hmm. Nietzsche makes one. Uh, but I'm not going back with um, with my just, um, just primed my, my my Dura Prime uh, fascia anymore. I'm going to use a composite material. I see. Well, that sounds good. And uh, a, a quick, easy way to check, Robert, and it, it may sound a little destructive, but. All you got to do is take the point of a Phillips head screwdriver sure. and kind of poke yeah. at it a little bit. And if it goes through, it, it's right. got to be replaced. Yeah, I got you. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It's kind of funny with that with that wood uh, around your house. It will be painted and look perfect, but there might not be anything under the paint. Yeah. That yeah, happens if it rots so bad. That's right. Uh, all right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, so I'd mentioned at the top of the show that I had to put in some, uh, door locks for a neighbor. And one of the things to know when you're working with all that stuff, when they make those little kits, okay, to fix a thing one time. And basically a, uh, this, uh, a template that they have, it was made by Ryobi, but it was made just a little plastic thing that was made really to use one time. 
It mm. was not made as a as a construction person's tool. Yeah, it's plastic. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 it's plastic, yeah. and uh, it makes a perfect template every time. However, it's like it's cheap plastic. You right, know? right. So, so I will say that if you're doing that sort of thing, um, it's fine to use it once or twice. But those things are not durable. They're not going to stay together. It's not something to keep in your toolbox forever because it, it's it's unreliable. Uh, that plastic is. I, I say that because I've got a giant cut on my knuckle from right. where the from where the uh, plastic decided to bite me. <laughs> These things happen. Sure. Um, oh, man. There you go. Fixing one. Yeah, Fixing one is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.